Evening folks, this is episode 72 of Two Minutes for Chatting and um, boy have we got a lot to cover. Things have spiralled out of control in the world and in hockey. They have indeed and we've only got a short time to discuss all this. Before we we can't discuss anymore you mean and, and we'll have to <laughs> self self isolate the podcast. Well, uh, I mean, we'll touch on that later on, maybe. We but, will. Well, but obviously, this is all about... This is a hockey podcast, it so is. let's just talk, yeah. talk about that. It is. Um, and before we get going, obviously, number 72, we have had a previous clan number 72. Um, have we? We have, and he, I believe, was most famous for scoring a hat-trick in Fife. Um, in right. Ryan Finnerty's last season and it was Kyle Wharton oh yeah so it was actually I completely forgot about him as a player I actually thought he was alright nah, fine not the worst no not the worst but then sometimes you need to compare it to what you've got at the moment that's true yeah uh, but then that that was the season with the BHP line and everything was good that year. So, who cares how many we conceded that year? <laughs> but um, yeah, on on to on to serious matters. The three game weekend for Clan and the playoff race. Um, it went pretty much exactly the opposite of how we thought it would go. So well. 50-50 actually yeah. um, we lost at home to Manchester lost away to Coventry and then won away in Manchester now believe it or not we will actually come on to that it was a victory and even more impressively than that we conceded less than one goal <laughs> that's not possible not for us but we don't want to get too excited yet so we will come on to that um, but no, so it was a, a, a three and three, and it started on Friday night uh, against Manchester, a game we were both at. And uh, after the first two periods, I think I'd said it was hard to really fault too much about the game other than not taking chances. But by the end of it, it just felt terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. A good summary, I think. Um, kind of similar to last week's uh, game that I was at as well. I thought there was, I thought the effort was there, but it was just that final third and creating clear cut chances was, um, you know, there wasn't too much of that going on. So, and ultimately that was our downfall in the third period. Yeah, I mean, shut out again at home, a two 0 win for Manchester. Goals from Samuelson and Simmons. Um, the the main thing for me was that I don't really remember that many clear cut chances that we even had, and for a home game that seems, uh, crazy, and actually Manchester didn't really have that many either, but they just took two of theirs, and um, yeah they got they got a crucial win, and I think that probably 
I was going to say set a tone for the weekend, it didn't really, but it felt almost like it could have completely deflated the rest of the season. Yeah, potentially. Um, if you look at the stats on the night, though, Clan outshot Manchester 33-24. to um, But again, it, just, it kind of felt like a lot of these shots were sat you know, from the blue line or out wide and sort of low percentage areas uh, of the ice. So it was it was difficult really to, to see where um where we're gonna where we're gonna be the best goal in the league from. Um and it, to be fair, uh, he did actually pull off uh, one or two really good saves I think, um Matt Ginn on the night. Yeah. So, Fair play to him, deserved his man of the match there as well. Yeah, he did. The funny thing was it, it they were great saves, but they, the way that Clan are playing, they didn't feel like huge chances. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's certainly the the one from, well, two I remember from Rowe in particular. The first yeah. one was a very good save. I believe it made it into the Elite League save of the week um, video. But apart from that, we didn't really threaten them too much. Um, yeah. Special teams, I think we had a few power plays ourselves. Um, we did actually, we had, we had five. And against the best penalty kill, I thought we just didn't really look like we were going to score, even on even on that. And that's that's some ridiculous number of power plays that we've not scored on now, I think. In yeah, a row consecutively. Uh-huh. I think we're worse, well, we are the worst team in the league now for, for special teams, both on the power play yeah. and penalty kill. So, um, part of a, a story of the season really is that and, and how the, the team haven't been able to uh, to cope with that or try to rectify it. Um, chances were, well, I mean, the chances were there to, to do something on the power play, as you've said, but um, even when we were on the power play, it didn't, it didn't even, it didn't seem like we were on a power play at times. And that's, you know, that's kind of worrying. Yeah, we're um, under 15% uh, on the power play now and Seventy five percent on penalty kill, so um, pretty dire stuff, really. And I don't know if you can put that down to coaching. I think obviously some of it is systematic, but another part of it just is just the general lack of confidence from from the season. Uh, I think it's maybe time to just do something completely radical on it. Uh, maybe give other guys a chance. Because the same guys are not are not getting it done, and uh, you know that's going to be we're talking about one or two points being the difference here, mm-hmm. which is the odd the odd goal. And if teams are giving you a lot of power play chances, then we've got to we've got to start taking them. Um, yeah, the tr- the trouble is though you've got I mean you've got Matt Becker playing on the fourth line still. Um, but I, I don't know if that changed. And Saturday or Sunday, but certainly on on Friday he was 
he was still playing fourth line and you know really um, it's already difficult enough for him as it is but to play him on, on the fourth line um, just kind of negates any real chances that he's going to have I think yeah it's almost as if he's just been packed on an auto step yeah it does seem a bit like that because obviously you know he, he was brought in to be a top line guy and um, you know, years now he's been he's been playing with Pitt, um, and often they've had good chemistry together and you know sort of create chances for each other. And, um, although that's not really been happening too often, I can see why he's trying to change it. But for guys like that, you need they need to be uh, on the top lines. Um, again, I again I can kind of understand why you don't want to break up the the Rau Bierum uh, and Laporte line because that's probably been our most competent one but at the same time even even they have not been uh, they've not been flying recently either so um, I don't know it's just it's a bit of an odd one for me yeah I mean it's it just seems like I actually don't even know what I want to say on it but I, I, I agree it just seems like an odd thing for him to be be on there. But to be fair, he did uh, get a goal on Saturday in a otherwise disappointing 7-3 defeat down in Coventry. Now, I know we've been talking uh, Coventry up quite a bit, but actually um, they have been unbelievable. I think I read... I had a look at their their past record. I think they've only lost twice in regulation in the last twenty four games. That is that's insanely good. Um, and there's something like seventeen points in the last twenty available. Um, it's kind of a reflection I, of how we were at the start of the year. Yeah, and they're although maybe might just fall short. They've had a tremendous season. Uh, and like Luke Ferrara, for example, also Ross Venus, I think have probably had the best season in their elite league careers, I would say almost. And just the way Coventry have got a team that is working really well together. Um, I don't think either of us really gave Clan a chance down there. And as it turned out, we were right. But um, a pretty good start, you know, Bierum getting his, putting us ahead after seven minutes. Um, but then goals from Ferrara, Bro, Corcoran, Venus, unanswered. Rowe getting our second. Three quick goals from Lawrence, Bloodoff, and Venus, and then Becca with a consolation. Um, I don't really know what there is to say about this. I, I've not seen highlights. I just watched the goals video on Sunday, I think. Um, but nothing really springs to mind. I don't know how much you've seen of it. No, I've not seen any of it. Um, I chose to just stay away from it. I just, uh, in a way, it was a, a kind of opposite from what you had the night before, um, where we were scoring goals, but um, we were also conceding quite a bit more. Um, and I think that's the thing for Coventry as well, they've got um, you know, point point scorers all over the team 
Uh, you look at it there, Ross Phoenix get two, but um, Ferrara, Bro, Corcoran, uh, Lawrence, and Bloodoff, so um, plenty of goal scoring. Uh, and, you, you know, it's just, as I say, I, I feel like they're hitting a bit of form at the right end of the season um, as a kind of a mirror to how we were at the start. Yeah, and we've said a lot about that. Goaltending changes made a massive difference, but yeah, just getting scoring from everywhere and um, generally being defensively good. I know we scored, we scored a few there, but Coventry have just been have just been very good. So I, I didn't didn't have much hope there, and it was, you know, it did turn out to be the case. I think we have done okay against them in the past but they they weren't in the, the form that they're in now so um, it was one of those that I, in the predictions thing I didn't expect to get anything really and we didn't um, it was almost like just being a game in the middle of two more important ones yeah it does it did kind of seem that way a wee bit yeah. um, again though we kind of we outshot them 43 to uh, 32 um, but I think Judging by, well, judging by stats alone, it looks as if Clean's had a really poor night. Um, but again, we don't. I've not seen highlights, so don't. I don't know how the defence played there as well. Obviously, I don't think they would have covered us, covered themselves in, in glory. No, I and mean, we sh- don't get me wrong. We shouldn't be expecting to go down to Coventry and lose, but in this form, I do with this clan team. Um, yeah, that's all I mean. So. Probably the, the less said about that, the better, even though we're supposed to be discussing clan games. <laughs> We've not seen any of it, so um, it, it seems like a bad night. Uh, and then, so that, that was an end to an absolutely atrocious February. Um, but obviously March is a new month. So we get on the bus back up to Manchester in a game that I had said we would win, even though I'd said we would win on Friday. But incredibly, yep. incredibly we did. Um, a 2-0 win down in Manchester, that is a turn-up for the books. It sure is, eh? Um, I don't know where, where they found the energy um, after after Friday night's game to play 3-3 three and, three and go to Manchester and get a win. It's, um, that's... that's Pretty big from us. Uh, again, though, you know, if you want to skew negative over a win, it's uh, is that we've only scored twice, uh, and one of them was an empty netter. So I still think that's an issue for us. But defensively, we were a lot better. Yeah, and and also it was Manchester's third game as well. Yeah, and they were yeah, coming it's... from further away. <laughs> so, um, that's I suppose that's more more negatives. But um, Marcus Johnson and Nolan Laporte with the empty net. I think Johnson or Johnson, however we want to say it. Let's just say Johnson because it's easier. Um, I was impressed with him on Friday. Having previously said I thought that he was quite a boring signing. Um. I still think as a signing, 
it's boring it and what I mean by that is um it wasn't like an exciting big name to come in and look like he's gonna turn the season around. But the way he's, I've seen him play, I've been impressed. Yeah, no, I would agree with that as well. Um for me for me it was kinda I felt like he was he's he's too similar to um to what we have already in Tansky and Lithammer and Bierham to an extent. So I felt like it was too much of the same kind of thing. Um that kind of hard working guy and um, you know, that's maybe that's fits his ethos and um whether he'll he'll live to, to see another season because of that, I don't know. But um from that aspect it's a it's a bold signing, but since he's came in he's been maybe, I was gonna say arguably, but he's probably not arguably, I would say he's He's been our best player recently. He was certainly impressive on uh, Friday. And, you know, yeah, he's, he is that kind of player. But it seems like the other guys who are meant to be that player aren't being it at the moment. Yep. So he's, he's, he's standing out just the way that he plays. And I quite like that. I, I like the speed and stuff like that. Um, Tansky and Lidhammer for me have... I've not really done it, so um, he's he's got a chance, I think, you know, with the rest of the season coming up. If he really shines, then he's somebody that, that would possibly put himself in the in the shop window for a return, whether it was to ourselves or, or somewhere else. So he'll be looking to take that chance, I think. Um, I, was, I was impressed on Friday. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's not... He's not like going to turn our season round, but um, you know he was at least at least bringing a bit of something else that nobody else was in, in those games. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think maybe being a wee bit harsh on Tansky, I felt on Friday I don't think he had his best game, but certainly last week he was the one that stood out um, for me. Uh, he didn't really. He wasn't really on the ice much on Friday. I didn't think not. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a fair not fair not as much as I um, expected, uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's hard because I like him as a player, but I do think, like we said, we've got too much of that now. Um, I think it's too much there. hard work and not enough, not <laughs> enough good work. Yeah, no, that's true. There is something to be said about that. I think. Um, for Johnson's goal on on Sunday, though it was a a nice bit of work by Becker. Um, yes, yeah. I think we have to say that. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, credit to him finally getting some some points on the board, and then a goal the the night before. So um, you know we, we absolutely need that, um, and without that win, we would be really really deep in trouble I think it's it's fair to say that because these are like to use the cliche these are four point games um, yeah. and with another four point game coming up this weekend we've only got only got one and it's um, up in Dundee then all of these are just 
Must win. Ridiculously crucial, yeah. Um, the way the way it's sitting now, we are back in that eighth place, two behind Manchester with a game in hand. Dundee are one behind us with a game in hand. So, you know, if they if Dundee win that, then again we're we're back, back out the playoff <laughs> place, and you know they're they're the nine up seventh. But if we can, if we can man can manage to win it, then, um, it's not comfortable, but it gives us a wee bit of breathing room. Although to be fair, I've predicted that they'll beat us, so, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be very tough. Yeah, it'll be a. A tough game, it tends to be up in Dundee. Um, we were there the last time, so we know um, how bad or how quickly things can change. Um, we just need to try and be positive, take the win from Sunday, and hopefully um, that builds a bit of confidence going into that game on Saturday because we'll need it. Yeah, and they've they've performed well against us this season. Let's let's not. Um beat around the bush we've been pretty bad in games yeah. against Dundee uh, especially up there so you know worst case scenario I think we've got to get a point um, agreed but you know a, de- a defeat would be would be seriously damaging you look at the the upcoming fixtures there's that run of of away games after that we've got Away at Fife, then away at Guildford, and then we play Dundee again. So, you know, by by that point, um, we'll probably have a, a clearer idea, or maybe not. It might still be as close as it is, uh, but we'll have a clearer idea. But one game at the weekend, you always think, right? You put your whole focus on that, but this year it hasn't really, it hasn't really worked like that. No, <laughs> we, almost, uh... we almost need two games before it. <laughs> Yeah, it seems that way. Uh, I find that quite strange, but there you go. Yeah, it is. Um, but I mean, yeah. It's it's nervy times, and as we've said, if we don't get into that playoff place, then I think we could see changes. I'd like to think we'll get changes anyway, whether that's in the recruitment style or the coaching or however it is. But, you know... I don't I don't think that just sneaking into the playoffs will it certainly won't paper over cracks where in my opinion I think it's it's just no, been that, too too poor a season. Yeah, that, that shouldn't be enough um for for changes to, to not happen. I think we are only eight goals away. Uh conceding eight goals that is, um from being as bad as uh, John Tripp's season, so that, that tells you how bad a season we're having. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I think everybody's kind of can see how well we've played at the, at the start of the year, but that's that's all gone now. Um, that's in the past. The, yeah, you need to look at the, the overall picture, and, um, you know, since the, the beginning of November, it's not been good. It has um, not. Um, so, yeah, and on a we we kind of uh, put out a a tweet last week, I think it was, where we had mentioned 
the the possibility of discussing guys coming back and what we'd what we'd made of them this season. Um, oh, there's a uh, there's Haywood announced another child by the looks of it. Sorry, a live live announcement there. <laughs> I've just gone on the yeah, it has, yeah. I've just gone on the, the Twitter there, but um, so we'd asked what um people thought about the the players that they'd like to keep for for next season and um neil neil hewitson had replied now we i think we we addressed that last time didn't we um but after these games at the weekend i don't know if i'm starting to starting to change my mind about anything i said but we discussed going over the, the goalies and the defencemen just, just briefly and, and saying whether you think you would want any of them back. Yeah, um well I mean we can we can get into it if you want. We'll go into it in uh some minor detail. Don't want to get too too hung up on it. Um because yep. we we will do a a kind of review episode nearer or at the end of the season. Um yep. Maybe, you know, if we don't even make the playoffs, then it'll probably come very early, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, if you were to say now, from what you've seen up till now, um, start with the goalies, do you want... Okay, do we include Gary Russell in that, in this kind of backup to the backup role? I don't know whether you want to or not, but... Um, Colleen and McLaughlin, what are your thoughts on them? Um, there's no way that I can do this. It's going to be quick, so I'll just, <laughs> I'll just say, I'll just say that I think I think John McLaughlin is, uh, you know, he, he's quite young. I think he would be a decent number three to have. Um, I think Gary Russell, you know, it's it's a difficult one because he's. He's been playing for for Solway and obviously he's uh, not full time. So I think for me, it's we need to start thinking about how do we how do we change it going forward next season. Um, and for me, I, w- I would like to have uh, a a two import tandem in place. I don't think that well, that doesn't work for every team. But I just think it would be good, even if uh, even if one of the guys is just a guy that's come out of uni, um, yeah, like a like a Leclerc or something like that, and we have a number one, um, and for me, I don't that wouldn't be Patrick Cullen. It wouldn't be. Correct. I I actually think that the two the two goalie thing is possibly an avenue we need to look at. Because we've yeah. we've not had it, yeah, and it I would pro- it would probably involve what taking some of the some of the budget um, that you would have on a a skating import um, and assigning it to another goaltender. I mean, you look at Guilford have are the one that come to mind at the moment as the only team. Okay, Belfast have got uh, Stephen Murphy. Sheffield. 
but he's obviously a Brit. Yeah, Sheffield have brought in the son of a well an NHL legend. I don't know if I don't think he's he's at any minutes yet. If he's anything like his dad, then he'll be good. But um, yeah, I think it's and maybe it's something we need to look at. Guildford especially, I've done it very well in the past few years. Um, and it's not you know it's not big names. I think Peters is. Uh, well, he's he's Belgian, isn't he? I think originally. Um, I think so, yeah. So and and he's I've been quite impressed with what I've I've seen from him. So is it just that we're relying too much or putting too much pressure on a number one? Possibly, uh, even a even a sixty forty kind of split. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was it's difficult because you know Colleen obviously haven't played at, at Milton Keynes. Um, season before it's almost as if you're kind of bringing him in knowing that he can he can he can be a, a netminder <laughs> in a team like that a Ryan Nye the exact same as the Ryan Nye yeah it's the thing. same it's against same kind of scenario is that why is that <laughs> I don't know <laughs> it's a genuine question that I would like to know yeah because it is we we don't this guys guys that are facing we 50, want, 60 shots a game. Yes. You can't, you just, yeah. I I'm kinda of torn on Colleen. I think there's a good goaltender in there. But it's almost as if we've broken him <laughs> up to this point. Um I mean obviously he got his first shot out on Man in Manchester and to, uh, we didn't really say much about that. It is incredible really for how bad we've been, and um, you got you got to say fair play to him for that because it's probably one of the the harder places to be a goaltender. I would say. Um, yeah, I would. I would agree. Yeah, and I've, I've, I've got to I've got to give credit there. I, I don't really think we did before, which is possibly a bit harsh, but yeah, no, that's that's true. I think it's it's, it's difficult as well though having played three and three and yeah, the game the game in Coventry. I think. You, Seventy-eight percent safe percentage or something like that. So yeah, and it's you know you need to look at that as well. If you're playing three games in three days, that's that's a lot for yeah. And and in that situation, I would have played my second goalie on the Saturday night. I think you know I actually would have probably given McLaughlin the game in Coventry because for us, (laughs) obviously it worked out. He got a shutout. Fine, great. Um, but for us, there's there's nothing nothing really on that game. I think I don't mean I want to go in with a we're going to lose this attitude, but you know you've got to give Colleen a chance. I think he looks like a broken man at times. Um, yeah. In the way he's sounding, but fair play, bounce back. Um, I think he would have to be a number one almost. I don't think he'd be happy as a. A minority split import goalie. That's the impression I get. Yeah. Um, so, but it's hard because you see all these other teams bringing in good goalies, and you think, why can't, why can't we do that? Um, I don't know. I think we've got to explore the the tandem. Um, I I wouldn't be unhappy with Clean coming back, but I wouldn't be unhappy with them going at. I will be honest. Yeah, I don't. I I think 
for me, I would I would like us to explore different avenues. I think um, we brought him in, sat knowing what he was what he was like at Milton Keynes. Similarly, we brought Ryan Nye in from John Tripp's team. So really, there's no there's next to no scouting going on there. So I think for me. Uh, I would like a clean slate. I would keep John McLaughlin. I think he would be uh, a good, a good young uh, goalie that you know could perhaps learn from, uh, you know, a, a, certainly a, an experienced netminder and also um, perhaps another younger import. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I'd like to see it. Um, things you love to see. <laughs> things so, you love to see, but won't see. Yeah, exactly. Um, so move on, move on to defence then. Um, I had written down. I can not a comparison of directly of players, but um, I looked at last year's team and this year's team, sort of side by side, uh, for defence and forwards um, and you, you've got to say I think defensively we are considerably worse I know statistically we are as well but it just seems like we've not got it in us <laughs> this all sounds terrible coming off a shutting a team out on the road but um, yeah, we can kind of just, yeah, we can kind of ignore that People understand, you know. We're not yep. just being negative for that sake. So you've got um, Travis Earhart, who I actually really like as a player. Um, I think I'd said that I, <laughs> on Friday, whenever it was, that I almost felt sorry for him. Uh, I think I think he's just not in the right team. Yeah. I think I, we don't. I, I think we don't suit Travis Earhart. Um, I think if he was in another team, not necessarily in the league, but say say another team in the league, um, I think he would excel. To be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that. Yeah. So in a way, it's just it's just his game. I mean, he's he's very offensive, and he's obviously got. He does make mistakes, but I think those mistakes are magnified in our team. Yeah, I and think I that's a really good I think point. some of the criticism is kind of unfair. He's, he's as good a skating D-man as, as we've we've had, really, I would say. In I, my would opinion. Say, I would say he's the best. I think he's the best skating D-man. Um, he's, I would probably say that. He's fast. He's pretty big. He can, yes. you know, he's he's different from his his brother. So his brother's a more defensive player, I would say, but both yeah. of them can play. <laughs> Remember that Fife video? Can, can score. Yeah. Can score. Um, yeah. Well, turns know, out we can't. So yeah, we can't. But but as a player, I know that he can. Um, he's not this year. Uh, but you know, I I just I like him as a player, but I just think he's not in the right team. Um, so if we had a chance to to have him back, I would say absolutely. If we can get the balance of the rest of the team right, um, 
you know, he obviously felt like he wanted to come back, but I couldn't see him saying he wants to come back for another year, which is sad because I like him. Um, but I think, but it's unless, just not really, not really working. Yeah, I think unless changes are made, I can't see him coming back. I think he would be uh, one of, I think, two that I would have back from from the defence. The other one being Craig Moore? Yeah. I just think, um, you know, brick guys, good brick guys are are hard to come by. Um, He's still kind of young, 24. I think he's, on occasion, looked the most comfortable. Um, Yeah. At times, I think he's, uh, I think he's played really well this year. Um, I think absolutely as well. Um, he's he's been unlucky with injury, and he was very unlucky at Cardiff, um, the year before. I know he, he spent half of the season in Fife. Uh, you know, in Fife, Fife actually, to be fair, did did all right last year, but this this year again, he's been in a in a struggling team, and he he has struggled with injury. I think he he definitely has got potential, and we need half decent Brits because some of our others are let's just say suboptimal. so I think there's a lot of stuff he can improve on but I think he can be good so on that yeah. note we are, we are completely agreed regarding the rest Springer seems to be some kind of fan's favourite um, but he's just not really not good enough. I don't think. Uh, I would say to, get, he's, to he's, give him a bit of credit. I think he. He's the next. Um, he's the next on the list. Really? Right. Okay. Um. I think that, he is. I think he is. Yeah. Okay. That that's maybe a bit of a surprise for me, but I I think uh, you know, games that I've seen where the defense has been playing really poorly, I think he's he can be quite vocal. Um. I think that's maybe something that they were missing at times as well. Um, someone to sort of grab a hold of things and uh, you know get get players up for it. And I, I think he I think he does that at times. Um, you know he, he can get forward and he, he can create chances as well up the other end. Um, that's you know that's the kind of positives. I think the other stuff though I think. Um, we've seen it too often where guys like that uh, want to play the man rather than the puck and I think the way the league's going I think there's no there's no room for, for that kind of player anymore I don't think yeah I mean that that's that's why he's not making it into my two <laughs> but yeah we've seen signs I think he's definitely a better player than I thought he was. I'll say that. Um, I think I had him down as more of a... Just more of a... A goon. And when he when he was signed, I wasn't overly happy. I think he's got ability in there. But, um, again, it might just be that he's playing with you know, not some other guys that aren't 
aren't doing great, but he's not he's not been good enough for me to want back. No, but again, like like you say, he was part of that Manchester team that finished second in the league. So there's obviously there's obviously something there. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just you know this kind of idea of the sort of blue collar uh, working uh, working man's or women's uh, hockey team. Yeah. And I think that just uh, you know the the league's kind of the league is kind of moving on from from guys like that. Now. Um, there's a lot more skilled guys and uh, sort of less of the uh, the kind of physical side and um, I guess it's not just this league but uh, I think he maybe has to find a way to try and adapt yeah um, sorry I thought you <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else there um, nah, it's a bit of a strange place to stop Bill um, uh, regarding the rest uh, none of them have been good enough for me to warrant, warrant a return Stanish is probably next, but to he's been too vanilla, to 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 nothing really. I think, um, that possibly sounds harsh. I think you know quite a lot of people like him. I've got not really any any feeling. I think he's not given us enough offensively for somebody who's possibly meant to. And I don't think he's standing out as a defenseman either. So, um, Puffal kind of the same. You can see there's there's a a good skater in there. I think his transitions is all right, mm-hmm. but defensively, nah. Jordan Haywood has had obviously issues. I don't think he'll be back anyway. Um, Agreed. And Sean Robertson is just not really anything. So, um, although although hasn't didn't, didn't really do much wrong, but you you're asking me who I want back. No, I know that's that's true. Um, I think we're incredibly in agreement uh, there. I thought you would have had Stanish, don't you? Come back, I have to say. Um, no. Due to, I mean, I don't know. Last season he had, last season he had a good year, uh, and I think that's why uh, he was brought back this this time round. Um, and obviously, he knows Tansky and he, and he knows Killeen, so um, that's how our scouting works. Yeah, but that's so it's, that, it's not worked. It's no, not it's worked. not worked. It's not worked. Um, so I, I'm looking for a change of approach. Yeah, I think I think the majority of fans are looking for a change in approach now as well. Um, again, Pufawi touched on our degree. I think his his transition is good. Um, he, for me, makes a lot of mistakes. He does, yes. Um, both both with passing and uh, just sort of defensively. I think it's. I think it's been a it's been a hard year for the defence and uh, as a whole. Um, I think if you look at it though, you've got Earhart, Haywood, Puffal, Springer, Stanish, possibly the exception of Springer. I think they're all very similar in how they play. 
mm-hmm. that's sort of carrying the puck out from the back and um, try to make things happen in the offensive zone and uh, you know really that's kind of that's been our downfall. I think we've got too many of those type of players and unfortunately for Pufawi's just not going to cut the mustard. No, we've got no Tyson Wilson. Is basically what we're saying. Yeah, correct. John yeah. Haywood. Yeah, again, just kind of the same sort of thing. I don't think he would be back anyway. Um, had games where he was, he was really good and, and stood out for for the right reasons. And yeah. Similarly, had games where he was pretty poor. Yeah, I I think just to round it off in the defenseman at, at the start of the year, in the first few games and things like that, the guys that stand out are the ones that. You know, you notice stuff on the puck. You notice good skating. You notice speed. Um, and a lot of those defensemen have that, and so it kind of almost went under the radar. We were scoring as well, so it took the pressure off them a bit. But you know, you always thought, right? Some of these guys, these guys are doing pretty well. Look like it might work, but then when the team's struggling, you need. You need the guys to have a, a solid defensive game. And if yeah. we did that, then it then it would, I think, take pressure kind of on the flip side off of the forwards a wee bit. I think they know that, that we're conceding a lot, so they're feeling pressure to, to put the puck in the net. And it's kind of working both ways in a terrible scenario. So, um, yeah. and, and then with the, with the goal, goaltenders... Um, when I'm if I was a goaltender and I'm signed, I probably don't want to hear that I'm signed because I I know that I can face fifty shots a night. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. I want to hear that I'm signed because I'm a a good goalie and I'm going to be playing in front of a defense that's not going to give up much at all. Um. Yeah, agreed. So um, I think as well, just quickly to finish off talking about this, but um. You know, we've said how offensive our, our defence is and uh, Sean Robertson getting an assist on uh, Nolan Laporte's empty netter on Sunday uh, is the only the only point that any of our defencemen have had in the last four games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, take from that what you will. It's a good. But that thing he says that they're just they're playing more. Def- they're being asked to play more defensively. Yeah. Yeah. Um, doesn't doesn't help. No. The forwards. So. No. So um, for for next time when we we come to discuss that we've got we've got two two there that we're taking from the defence, mm-hmm. and well, goalies up for debate. What we're going to do with that, but. Two to take forward, so so not many. Um, right, the, we're, I wanted to... We, well, we'd said we would very briefly mention Gareth's blog, but I wrote down a stat just before we move off kind of talking about league stuff, like actual actual players. Um, I was looking at the, the top point scorers, now, in the top 40, because top 40 is what you use for things, right? We do it in music, so I was doing it. 
Um, there are from the clan. There are three players in the top forty. Uh, and it is Decent literally up. the Laporte Bierum Rowling. Mm. We're sitting what in eighth, kind of flirting with eighth and ninth. Believe it or not, Cardiff, who are, in my opinion, going to be top and win the league, have only three players in the top forty point scorers. <laughs> Yeah, Joey, Joey Haddad, Gleason Forney and Joey Martin. Believe it or not, Joey Martin's actually, I think, got the same points as Chad Rowe. And right. funnily enough, I think before the season, okay, Martin was out for a few games. Mm-hmm. But I think, uh, so that that's significant. But I think if you'd said to people, would you, would you take Joey Martin for your team? You'd think, well, yeah, he's going to produce points. Yeah. So, but that that was that was interesting. So um, that is interesting. I think I'd said talking about players uh, who were going to have a bad year for Cardiff. I think I'd said Joey had that. Yeah, and he's Which he's actually you. probably at his best in yeah in a while. But I mean, it, it, they're they're getting a, a spread of scoring not point per game, but they've got a few guys who are doing well enough kind of and thing they're also just better defensively well that's it that's that's um, kind of the point of the stat Fife have four players in that top 40 mm. Dundee have four and uh, Manchester have only one I think it's Jared Allen right. so I mean it, it, it kind of does tie in with the fact that we've been terrible defensively uh, you know that you can compare the team who's top of the league and a team near the bottom having the same number of point scorers in that list but being in completely different situations and the the, the rest of the top scorers in the in the top 40 are, um, are all Sheffield players <laughs> yeah and maybe the odd Coventry one um, but no so that that was kind of it was kind of interesting. Uh, yeah. It's not completely blaming the defensive aspect, but that for me would be priority number one for next season. I think everything's a, pri- a priority at this point. <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah, but, uh, you know, we need something to talk about. We can't <laughs> just flag the whole team. Uh, right. For- forwards again then next week. <laughs> they absolutely are. <laughs> Gareth's blog after yes. Friday night's game, um, he basically said everything's great because we still managed to get a 20% increase on last season's attendance. That that was basically... that. I've read it. That was the only thing that I took from that blog. Uh, other than rest, the, the well wishes rest. to the Roddy from the OSC and whatever um, yeah of course which, which we obviously obviously echo I didn't, I didn't mean whatever like dismissing it no um, but I just knew, I, I was meaning in that, terms of 
in terms of the <laughs> the hockey, yes. down at down at Alex Rayrot again, but in terms of the, the the actual hockey and the, the sort of on ice stuff, um, was more what I was getting at. There was nothing in the blog, um, you know, that really said anything apart from uh, the the twenty percent increase in attendances, which I had then went on to the forum. Someone had said this on the on the forum about about the blog and how nothing really was mentioned in it, apart from the twenty percent increase. So that I then commented saying that, well, if there's a twenty percent increase in attendance, then surely there'll be a twenty percent increase in player budget for next year. And do you do you officially believe that? No. No. Uh... I think well, some people had mentioned that the the cost of the rent was going up for for the rink and stuff. So I, I mean, I don't I don't know anything about that, so I can't no, comment. No, exactly. Um, but you know, uh, for taking that as a twenty percent increase, then I would like to think that a lot of that would be going into improving the team for next year. You've got to think that something budget-wise, is going to have to be done. Yeah. We've got one one less import for next season as well. So we've got that to think about. Whether or not we're actually getting more money, it needs to be a a change of approach, but I'm not sure we'll get that with the same same people in there. Uh, I, I, I just think we need, and we will get to this in the summer or whatever it is, I'm I'm thinking fresh approach here. Um, something totally different, but if we actually did, excuse me, get twenty percent increase to budget, then I'm wanting that spent on on excitement. I'm not wanting that papped on some guy who demands twenty percent more wages and turns out to be piss poor. Yeah, uh, I, I want it finding some talent that's going to excite us and make sure we have a, a better season than this one and the trip one. That's all I would say on it. Yeah, that's that's a fair fair assessment there. Um, that was that was it really. That was all about Gareth's blog that I took from it. But yeah, um, I don't know if you get anything else hockey related. Um. Well, it kind of is, but it's more hockey humour, um, and it's yeah. it's Omar Pasha. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> um, watched his sort of update video on the Dundee Stars YouTube that anyone can get a hold of, and in the opening, <laughs> in the opening sentence, he refers to having had a. A good win against Manch, <laughs> which in, initially I maybe would have thought, what is he talking about? But I remember having heard him say uh, Cove before. And he, so instead of giving the full team names when he's speaking, he seems to just shorten them, not all the time, but <laughs> just the way he said it. And he's kind of funny to listen to anyway, but I can just imagine him talking at, at the in the team meetings or whatever in the upcoming fixtures, 
and given all the teams their shortened names. Now, why he feels the need to do that, I don't know, but it's absolutely superb. Channeling his uh, inner John Tripp there with, with Milton. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Milton was, was funny enough, as it is. Uh, yeah, but at least it was a full... At least it was a, a full part of the of the name. <laughs> yeah. um, Manch. Manch. Yeah, Manch just, is, that's great. It's another level. Um, so he's definitely said Cove before. Um, he might have said chef, but I, I don't know. I, I'll try and find. I'll try and find the link. I'll tweet out the link to the the manch thing because everyone should hear it. It's great. Um, but yeah, he's 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 come out with that kind of thing before, and it just it just made me laugh. So I thought you know thought it was worth a mention. Definitely. Um, right, two more two more topics before we go. The first of which is a quick game of critical mode. Yep. Uh, and last week I had come up with two topics. I only yep. gave you one of them, obviously. So this week I'll give you the second of those. Um, but I think you went first last time. So maybe I should go first this time. Okay. If you've That's got one, if you've got one for me. That's not plants. Yeah, it's not, it's not plants. Um, I get quite annoyed by this. <laughs> so I'm interested to see your take on it. Right. And it's um, slow walkers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you've got, you've got a minute on the clock um, okay. to speak about slow walkers. Yeah. And your time starts now. Okay, so I'm going to use this in the context of uh, supermarkets to start with. Slow, slow walkers at supermarkets annoy me because I've usually got a trolley. So if I'm if I'm trying to get to an aisle that I know where I'm going, because most of the time our our shop is precise enough to know where we're going in each aisle. So if you've yep. got slow walkers going up and down with trolleys, then um, you're in for a, a real nightmare shop. Streetwise, in town, <laughs> slow walkers, I, I'll be honest, I do actually find myself not pushing past, but definitely taking longer routes to get round slow walkers. Yeah. Um, I have no personal issue with slow walkers because I, I don't mind a wee comfortable walk myself. But more often than not, yeah, if I've got an objective, I'm I'm going fast, and I'm it, it is something that would frustrate me. So, uh, I agree. We we should be critical. Yeah, that was good. A good minute. Just when you said uh, in town, I was like, in town, slow down. I think people <laughs> people have taken that to walking. Take yeah. that literally. Yeah. Um, there should be yeah, more twenties plenty. <laughs> I would, I would agree with your with your supermarket. Um, summary there I thought that was good Yeah. Um, where do they annoy have you got a particular area of frustration um, uh, for me it's um, it's mainly the older generation ok so at any time so like if I'm say for example I'm, I'm going to Silverburn yeah I could I could just pick Brayhead but I don't go there Um. Silverburn, 
Saturday afternoon, right? It's already busy enough. And you've got old people. Now, you've got the whole week to go. Why pick a Saturday afternoon? Peak time. Peak time. People are in a rush. We've seen this before, but still they come out. Um, it's just a bit annoying. Yeah, so you're... you're um, when you come up against a wall of slow walkers, or when <sighs> you get to that thing where you've got... Slow walkers, but both at slightly different paces or going in opposite directions. And you're trying to get that gap to go through, but they cross over just at the wrong time, so you actually have to stop yeah. or pause. That's the worst, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, it's bad. Um, right, so the other topic I have for you is multi-storey car parks. <laughs> right, um, I'm already, I already know where I'm going with this. Okay, so. good. Um, so your time for that starts now. Right, well, we've not left Silverburn here. Right, multi-storey car parks. The reason why we've not left Silverburn is because you parked on the third floor. It's Christmas Eve. But it's maybe, okay, it's the 23rd. You've parked on the third floor. Um, you come out into the car park, you realise there's nose to tail. You can't get out. So what do you do? There's nothing else you can do but sit in the car. You need to sit in the car and wait. And especially at Silverburn, it annoys me because they've been trying to improve this for the last 18 months. And still, there's still issues with it. They changed the, the exit. I don't know what difference that made. They are... Uh, I don't know what they're doing with the first and second floors in the multi-storey car park just now but it's taken an age it can't happen the thing I'm getting from this is you should avoid Silverman <laughs> yeah I did actually notice they were doing stuff to it not that we're going to um, spend too much time talking about Silverman but it is a, a it's not the best design for a shopping centre access no. Vehicular access, particularly. No. Um, yeah, it's bottleneck central. Um, it's not good. So, yeah. It's just not good. Nah, I could go in different directions there, but I just. I, I was that, thinking about. Me. Yeah, I was thinking about the um, barriers with the buttons in stupid places <laughs> so that you can't reach over easily, or um, just generally bad layouts. Mm-hmm. And. Also, when 500 spaces on a floor are taken up by a car wash, for example, I might have gone there. Might have gone there as well. Yeah, a car wash thing's weird, yeah. No issue with, with a few spaces there, but you don't need to take up that many, you know? Yeah. You've got people parking there and accepting the fact that their car's going to get washed even though they just want a good space, you know? Um, yeah, that's, yeah, you could talk for more than a minute, and we have. <laughs> you could, and we have, and we should. Um, right, last topic is one of one of very much current affairs, and it's this virus. What's happening with the coronavirus? Well, it's a glo- global health uh, problem. I think the World Health Organization have said that it's a, it's a 3.4 percent um, fatality rate which is 
34 times higher than a common flu. Um, I think it's similar to what SARS was. Um, I think SARS was maybe about 18 years ago and it kind of originated the same way. So, um, But for this, this new one, there's certainly uh, a lot more cases and now it's, it's global. So it's a pandemic we're looking at here. See, I actually remember hearing about SARS, but it was just, that was all it was. Um, this, obviously there's social media and all that, and in some some ways it's sort of spiralled out of control. But you, def- you definitely, I was going to say there's more exposure to it, but that, that's not a good phrase. You're, you're just hearing about it everywhere. Um, and I, I guess the question is, how long until uh, everyone is staying in their house? I don't think it's that far away, if I'm honest. Do you not? No. In, in all seriousness? Yeah, I'm bad. Right, okay. Um, I've been I've been tracking it for the last so week or so. Um, See, I I actually do think I I think that's not going to happen. Okay, I think uh, well, if you go into world worldometers dot info <laughs> slash coronavirus, that'll tell you a different story. If you try, if you I mean, I think today today's been a big. There's been a big jump today in the number of new cases. Um, globally, I think there's a less less reported cases in China now, but it has spread to a number of different countries, including uh, well, including the UK. And um, I think today there was announced there was another two cases in Scotland. Yeah, I mean. It- I'm not dismissing it. It's not. I mean, um, I just don't think it's going to be. At the st- it's going to get to the stage where everything's sort of locked down. Might be completely wrong, but yeah, get your hands washed, people, and that's it. Uh, be sensible about it. You know. Yeah, that's that's all we can ask for, really, at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's obviously there's obviously been stuff where um, people have come from areas that there is an outbreak. You know, it was, I think Italy, particularly the north, wasn't it? Um, the the case that was reported in Scotland was it that somebody travelled from there to Scotland, and they yeah. there was a positive test there. Um, but it's happening now where people are it's, people are travelling to and from, for example, Belgium, and they're, and they're uh, getting it there. So it's just, it's kind of, it's spreading quickly. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss. <laughs> I know, it's, it's, not, it's not actually funny, but it was just the way it seemed so yeah. serious there. Um, <laughs> it's no longer a sport podcast, we're just talking. Viruses. Yeah, we're just we are literally going viral. 
Yeah, as it, medical professionals. It's taken yeah. it's taken seventy two episodes and we've finally gone viral. <laughs> so that'd be a great tagline for this. Might just use that. There you go. Um But no, uh we'll we'll see. I definitely if you were to say am I concerned, I would say no. Am I conscious? Yes. That's that would be my current status. But if you ask me again in a few weeks, it might have completely changed. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. That's all we can do. We'll talk about it next week if we're if we're still alive. Yeah, don't don't say that. <laughs> right. So apart from apart from all of that seriousness, yeah. um, it's been a it's been a a good episode. I think. Clan wise, the shutout was positive. Uh, huge games coming up, and yeah, actually, I think when you look at the league, top to bottom, basically everyone has is involved in some way in something. So it's kind of good in that sense. But I'd rather be operating at the other end. But not yeah. to be. Indeed. So, um, thanks as ever, folks, for listening, turning up, and uh, enjoying. Hopefully, and if Hope if so. if we are still buzzing about, then we'll 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 catch you next time. Um, <laughs> can't be thinking about this virus. I need to be serious. <laughs> okay, I don't. Hopefully, we, you won't catch that, but you may catch us. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Keep, keep positive, folks, and uh, see you next time.